0: You're listening to SBS News. History suggests Australia is primed for wild grass fires on a massive scale following three years of wet conditions. A new analysis examines what happened after Australia experienced previous prolonged periods of wet La Niña conditions. There have only been three of these periods since 1950. They include 1954 to 1957, 1973 to 1976 and 1998 to 2001. When all three ended, big, deadly grass fires ensued, particularly on the east coast and especially in New South Wales. Fire science expert David Bowman predicts the three recent years of wet conditions, also known as Triple La Nina, will end the same way. Fuel loads, which
1: are really quite astronomical. I like to think of them as the petrol of bushfire fuels. Fires are extremely fast burning. They can be extraordinarily hot. The energy in the fuel is released very fast. They're actually very dangerous fires, although they're they're only burning, you know, straw. But when you uh, burn it with a, you know, 50-kilometer-hour wind, these fires can literally race across landscapes they can overtake cars in some cases they can um, jump over roads and 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 they can really cause you know quite
0: catastrophic um, damage in rural landscapes With a fast turn from wet to hot and dry conditions that quickly dries out the significant amount of vegetation generated by the wet period. former Queensland Fire and Emergency Services Commissioner Lee Johnson says dry grass conditions make it extremely flammable. Hence the powder keg warning.
2: I'm sure that all of the services across Australia are well aware of what's coming. Uh, History over many years has shown us that following La Nina events, grasslands uh, become the first initial problem with fire. It's subsequently, as things dry out, bushfire later in summer this coming year and early next year will be a bigger problem. Uh, This is a real threat. We've got fires now in Queensland, uh, burning in February, which is almost unheard of. This should be our wettest time of the year.
0: A new national report warning of dangerous grass fire conditions on a scale never experienced before in Australia has been released by the Climate Council and Emergency Leaders for Climate Action. Bob Conroy has more than 40 years of experience in protected area management, and he's a current member of the Emergency Leaders for Climate Action. He says the prolonged La Nina has seen fire fuel loads jump from a normal range of 0.5 to 1.5 tonnes per hectare to around 6 tonnes.
3: The danger is that they are also incredibly intense. Anything up to about 90 or 95,000 kilowatts per metre of fire spread can be generated by a grass fire. We've got to be careful that we are not too complacent uh, regarding the impacts of climate change. The fact that we've had prolific growth of grass right across Australia which is now curing, which means it's drying out and it's, it's, um, it's a potential existential threat to many areas right across semi-arid and arid areas of our continent.
0: Given the years of rainfall since the Black Summer fires of 2019-20, the experts say it's reasonable to expect that fire risk may have slipped from people's consciousness. Very wet periods keep vegetation wet, reducing the likelihood of ignition and limiting fire spread during the wet period. They lead to prolific growth in areas that typically have insufficient vegetation to pose any fire risk. The wet weather also limits the ability of land managers and fire services to carry out fire prevention and mitigation works such as hazard reduction burning. Lee Johnson explains the vicious cycle and uses Queensland as an example.
2: In the last five years Queensland has gone from drought to serious bushfires, to flooding rains and serious floods and now the cycle turns. We're looking to go back along the fire path, grass fire, bushfire and no doubt increased drought.
0: Authorities warn there's currently an increased risk of major grass fires in Queensland, New South Wales, Victoria, South Australia and Western Australia until around April this year. Bob Conroy warns authorities to watch the Northern Territory closely in winter for post-La Nina grass fires to start there around July.
3: It's led to high soil moisture, prolific growth of grasses and uh, prolific growth of some invasive species of grasses as well which is uh, causing a particular problem because those grasses can grow quite high and uh, generate quite high fuel loads and because it's fine fuel uh, when we get an ignition source that fuel can burn extremely rapidly and intensely and uh, cause um, severe damage to any assets or any people that might be in the way.
0: 15% of Australia's landmass burned in 1974-75 after a triple La Nina. They were the most widespread grass fires in the nation's history, and in the five decades since then, climate change has intensified. Because of this, firefighters fear grass fires could be far more destructive and deadly this time. The Climate Council and Emergency Leaders for Climate Action report also analyzes international grass fire events like those experienced in the United States and Greece in recent years. David Bowman says the country is in a dangerous transition. People have got to start thinking now
1: about creating um, safety in their communities and around their properties. The scary thing about the grass is it doesn't break down. It'll just sit there till next summer. There aren't enough animals out there to eat this stuff. Landscapes that are primed to burn and you've got to Reduce the hazard by cutting fire breaks, um, slashing along roadsides, getting properties prepared. It's a really big mental shift from just rain, rain, rain and flooding in the
0: news to suddenly, yikes, we're surrounded by flammable grass. The report makes four key recommendations more funding for emergency services to respond to disasters and employ more staff, more permanent arrangements rather than on-the-run solutions to long-term recovery efforts, increased funding for community education and resilience projects, and stronger efforts to reduce emissions to 75% below 2005 levels by 2030 and net zero by 2035. The one major point that former fire chiefs and climate experts want the public to take away from this report is the broader need to reducing emissions on a national and international scale. My sorry message is: what's coming down the pipe, in my opinion, is
1: um, is really scary, and it's going to it's going to lead to a complete reorganisation of the way we live and manage and think about our flammable landscape. So we're on this. Um, this massive learning curve, massive changes. And, um, you know, people can disagree with me, but, you know, I'm 100% certain that there's gonna be fire disasters knocking on people's doors where they weren't even expecting it. The earlier fire seasons, longer fire seasons, places that shouldn't be burning and, and communities that just aren't really
0: Fit for purpose adaptation for what's coming at them. Victoria's Emergency Management Commissioner Andrew Crisp and Country Fire Authority Chief Officer Jason Heffernan offer advice to residents that can be adopted in any state or territory the risk not just over the next few days but as as we get into march and through march our fire season is not over so people need to be clear about what they're going to do so it is it is critical that people stay across the conditions stay across the warnings that we're pushing out so it matters not whether it's whether it's fire whether it's heat wave whether it's whether it's drownings or any other particular emergency you need to know how to access good information to make good decisions. So please download that Vic Emergency app. Stay across the Vic Emergency channels. Know who the, the Vic who the emergency broadcasters are. Residents uh, need to keep up to date and monitor conditions and be ready to act. Uh, Conditions are constantly changing so you need to uh, be aware of what's going on and be ready to act and put into action your bushfire survival plan. Uh, Know what you are going to do in the event of a fire, what you are going to take. Having that discussion with your family uh, can be the difference uh, between uh, a life or death situation. The conversation you have today uh, could potentially save the life of you and your family uh, tomorrow. For information on what to do in the case of a fire, and your bushfire survival plan, visit your state or territory fire authority or government website. Marcus Megaloconomos, SBS News.